Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Peloton. Update on Wall Street, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing folks from Thor Industries, ringing the closing bell. Stocks holding close to a record after an increase in consumer spending underscored the strength of the U.S. economy while traders assess the outlook for interest rates. The dollar rose, oil slumped today, West Texas Intermediate down 1.4%, falling 67 cents a barrel, 46.97. Brent crude down 1.3%, natural gas lower today by 6 tenths of 1%. So an update with the S&P climbing 5 tenths of 1%, up 11 points to 21.80. The Dow Jones Industrial Average advanced 108 points, up 6 tenths of 1% to 18,503. The Nasdaq Composite Index up three-tenths of one percent, up 13 points to 52.32. Now, what about the U.S. election and the stock market? David Katz is the president of Matrix Asset Advisors. He was interviewed minutes ago right here on Taking Stock. Right now, the, the market is not focused a heck of a lot on the election. We think that the odds makers are putting a uh, Clinton victory as the more likely outcome. We think if that were to happen, uh, the market would assume it's, it's following a lot of the uh, President Obama policies with a slightly better economy bias. Uh, so that would be a modest positive for the market. Uh, we think uh, if uh, Trump were to win the presidency, which is not being factored in, there's a lot more concern and uncertainty. Apple has sent out an invitation for an event September 7th, where the world's largest publicly traded tech company is expected to unveil updated devices. The invitation emailed to reporters, bloggers, and other invitees reads, quote, see you on the 7th. Boeing is not raising airplane prices for the first time in seven years. Boeing shares did advance today up five-tenths of one percent. Recapping stocks higher, S&P 500 index up five-tenths of one percent. And now a look at some of the other stories making news. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Brazil suspended President Dilma Rousseff has made an emotional appeal to keep her job. Rousseff urged senators today to vote against her impeachment, saying it would amount to her death sentence and would put Brazil's democracy at risk. She mentioned that a few times people people kept asking her, will you resign, will you resign? And she says, it's just not in me. I don't give up. I don't fight. And she kept saying she's not fighting for her term. She's fighting for democracy and justice and just reiterated that she is innocent of the crime she's being accused of. Bloomberg Sao Paulo Bureau Chief Julia Lechi. Rousseff is accused of financing government spending without congressional approval. The latest episode of sending racy texts and photos to another woman may have been the last straw for the wife of former New York Congressman Anthony Weiner. Huba Abedin says she and Weiner are separating. Many parents still refuse to vaccinate their kids. Sean O'Leary, associate professor of pediatrics at the University of Colorado, says sometimes their reluctance to do so can be blamed on the effectiveness of the vaccines themselves. Vaccines are really a victim of their own success. Because we have achieved high vaccination rates in the U.S., we don't see these diseases anymore. So most of the parents that are having children today have never seen measles. They've never seen polio. They've never seen a lot of the things that we immunize kids for. Gene Wilder, the star of Mel Brooks movies including Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, is dead. His nephew tells Variety magazine Wilder died earlier this month of complications from Alzheimer's. Gene Wilder was 83. Global News, 24 hours a day. 
powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping stocks advance with the S&P 500 index climbing 11 points to 2180, a gain of five-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. It would provide an immediate... All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Looks like a big thumbs up from investors today for the U.S. equity market. Taking a look inside the S&P 500, 408 gainers, 92 losers, 5 Stock prices closing unchanged. I'm Kathleen Hayes, my co-host Pim Fox on vacation this week. Dave Wilson is back, our stocks editor. We're going to look at what's moving and shaking. What's at the top of your list, Mr. Wilson? Well, one of the stocks actually got left out of today's advance, and that's Gilead Sciences. You know, this is a company that has established itself as a maker of hepatitis C treatments, uh, specifically Savaldi and Harvoni. Harvoni, now their biggest seller. Only trouble is that... Uh, Data for the week ended August 19th. It was compiled by Synthony Health Solutions, showed that sales of Harvoni fell 5.5%. And this one drug accounted for a third of Gilead's revenue last quarter. So people watched these numbers pretty closely, and they didn't like what they saw in the latest set of weekly data, Gilead down 2%. And that was actually the second biggest drop in the S&P 500. Tells you what kind of a day it was. Well, a uh, pretty good day for Mylon, actually. Uh, they've been in some choppy waters, of course. The company that sells a generic, well, it sells its EpiPen. Now it's going to sell a generic version that's going to uh, cost about half of the branded $600 uh, price tag on these emergency allergy shots. They're going to do this in coming weeks. They're bowing to big, big pressure after U.S. lawmakers derided earlier steps last week as a mere public relations fix. And, of course, uh, they have, uh, boy, they're, they're doing a lot here to make up for having gotten the Congress to go along with making it mandatory to have these EpiPens in schools and the government helping to pay for it and then boosting the price so sharply. And of course, the CEO is the daughter of Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. At any rate, our own Liz Cretaholo, a Bloomberg uh, big pharma and biotech analyst, giving uh, her uh, pretty high marks. That's Heather Bresch for moving quickly to put this behind Mylon, doing something that could quell all the outcry and allow the company to move ahead, Dave, and Mylon up, well, only about a half of a percent, but still, I'm sure she's very happy to see that, and the investors in the company as well. Absolutely. And then we turn to Alcoa. There was a deal in the aluminum industry. It's a closely held company called Alaris that accepted a takeover offer from China's Zhangwang Holdings. We're talking about $2.3 billion in cash and assumed debt. And that deal got people's attention, you know, raised the possibilities for uh, publicly traded companies. Alcoa, as you'll recall, is splitting in two. Uh, the aluminum business is going to be separated from units that produce aircraft and auto parts. Uh, 
Alcoa shares up 2.6% on the day. Well, I just want to take a broad look at the banks, uh, particularly uh, Wells Fargo. Uh, the KBW uh, Banks Index was up more than 3% today, its highest interest day since the beginning of the year, January 4th. Regional banks leading the way. Wells Fargo uh, up about uh, a buck uh, and five cents, $40.56. And uh, many other gainers today from, from the regional bank list. But uh, people seem to be attributing it to the fact that uh, Janet Yellen, the Fed chair, said the rate hike case has strengthened in recent months. And if, the, if that key rate gets higher, it will help bank with their net interest margins and the stock getting a boost today. I wanted to mention USG. Now, this is a long time holding of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, their largest shareholder with about a 30% stake. USG made a deal today. They make uh, building materials, gypsum wallboard, a specialty of theirs, also known as Sheetrock. That's the brand name. Uh, USG agreed to sell the distributor L&W Supply for $670 million. The buyer arrival ABC supply. Now, USG plans to use the proceeds for investments and debt repayment. And uh, this deal went over well. USG shares with a gain of 6.7%. Just a quick look here at uh, Nordstrom and JW Crew. Both share prices gaining today after they announced that uh, J. Crew Group's flagship chain will start selling an assortment of women's clothes at Nordstrom today. So that boosting both of them quickly, though. Mondelez is no longer pursuing a combination with Hershey. That is the latest. A red hot sticky on the Bloomberg, Dave. Uh, uh, news, big news. Absolutely. Well, the issue for any buyer Hershey has been that Milton Hershey Trust, which supports the school that the founder um, Hershey set up. And uh, sure, I mean, uh, the, I guess once again, it's an obstacle that uh, couldn't be uh, surmounted. Well, a little bit of an obstacle, I guess, today towards the vol- volatility index, the VIX moving higher. This is our volatility index report brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. So see disclosures and learn more at CBOE.com slash Powerful Outcomes VIX. The VIX closing down about a half point at 13.06. Terrific story by Lu Wong and Joe Scioli on your Bloomberg on Bloomberg.com, pointing out that there is a big divide right now in the VIX where institutions are bailing out of bets. Volatility will increase while smaller investors embrace them. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave. Hey, Cormark, Cormark, I should say, Holdings, Dave. Uh, biggest drop since 2008? That's right. It's a distributor for convenience stores. They supply tens of thousands of locations across the U.S. and Canada. company founded all the way back in 1888 and has been publicly traded since 2005. Based in South San Francisco, the ticker is CORE, C-O-R-E. And Cormark shares have risen every year since 2009 and have gained as much as 20% this year. Today... They retreated after the company lost some business. Cormark set a supply contract with Circle K's Southeastern stores will end in January. This will cut the number of the chain's locations that the company serves by 1,100 or 36%. Now, Circle K is part of Canada's Kushtar, which was Cormark's largest customer last year at 14% of revenue. And Kushtar is expanding in the U.S. Just last week, the company agreed to buy convenience store owner CST Brands. So this Circle K contract lost... Indeed, as you mentioned, sent Cormark to its biggest one-day decline since December 2008, the stock tumbling more than 14%. 
Yikes. That hurts if you own the stock. You know what else hurts? Hershey's down 10% in the wake of uh, the Mondelez deal falling apart. Whoa, that is quite a move. Dave Wilson, thanks for catching that for us uh, here on Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg. The Fed is fixing to raise rates. That's the message out of Jackson Hole. The question is when. Bond market on fire today. The 30 up more than a point and a half. Ward McCarthy of Jeffries coming up on Bloomberg Radio.